Let's do that. And okay. Hey, there we are. Uh, folks, we are on the air. Sorry, getting some technical things figured out first. Um, Rich, the hur you, you want to cover the hurricane or you want to just skip it and we'll... Ah, uh, let's just skip. Okay. So, it, there was a good audio, that was a good audio test. For, yeah. uh, but so we have audio uh, for the uh, podcast side of our show. Uh, so let's just get right into it, Mike. Um, uh, highlights for, the the for this week. Yeah. Um, we have a poll question like we always do. Um, football? We're talking football? Maybe. Or well, we do have some football news to cover today. Yeah. Um, we got the NASCAR corner. Uh, and, of course, uh, the joy that is COVID and sports in the MLB to talk about. That plus updates from the bubble. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get ready for that intro. Let me see if I can get to that intro. We are a well-oiled machine here, folks. You are. Baby. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Balls and Sticks, the podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich. For the folks okay. listening on our uh, Facebook feed, there there was an intro playing. As you could see, Mike was dancing to the music. Yeah. No, I, I ended up, uh, I, yeah. I, it's all a whole thing, and I got to get it working. And sorry, folks, it's we're still trying to get this fixed up. Uh, we have fish back. You could, you'll see them swimming in this area, so look out for them. They're cool. They were free, so that's good. Um, but pull question, Rich. How'd we do? All right. So our poll question had 13 votes this week for our uh, our second Elite Eight matchup, which pitted. Uh, the poutine, which you can get at Rogers Stadium of the Blue Jays, against Boog's Barbecue, which you can find at Camden Yards at Oriole Park. So, Mike, before we give the results, where did you go with? Where did you go this week? I voted for the Boog's Barbecue. Boog's Barbecue, okay. Any I reason? Um, I love poutine, but barbecue is just barbecue is my jam. I'm all. I've okay. been. I've worked for barbecue restaurants. I've done barbecue things. I love barbecue. Uh, I just, I had to do it, so. All right. I, I went with the poutine. Um, I voted poutine the last time these guys met up in their divisional round, so I had to go poutine again. So, uh, and the people, it was a 9-4 to four vote in favor of poutine, so poutine will go against our second lowest seed. Yeah. Um, once we get through the Elite Eight. So our third Elite Eight matchup, we'll see the number three-seeded Philly cheesesteak coming out of Citizens Bank Park. Going up against the, what was kind of a surprise to me that they made it this far, but garlic fries. Yeah. Coming out of Oracle Park in San Francisco. So yep. that poll is actually live right now. You can vote on it. Um, you can vote on it. We'll make sure to probably both of us will probably share it once we get off the air today. Yeah, we try to share those. I'm actually pinning it to the top of our Facebook page. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Balls and Sticks. Um, yeah. So all right. check that out and make your votes and do all that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, poutine with the win. 
Uh, unpin that first, and then I can pin the other one. All right. So, Mike, are you ready to go into the bubble? Sure. Um, oh. I don't have sound effects for the bubble, but that's okay. That's okay. All right. So, we're going to go into the NBA bubble first, where there will be a number eight seed playoff. Play I mean, isn't it game. going on right now? Yes, yes. The game is being broadcast. I believe it's on ABC. It started tipped off at one thirty, where the Blazers and the Grizzlies. Uh, it'll be a three-game series where the Blazers will need to win two. Out of, will need to win. Um, I thought it was two games at most. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. It is a two game. Two because games. Because the one game is already given to the Grizzlies. So if the Grizzlies win, they are in, and they face the Lakers. The Blazers will have to win two more games to face off against LeBron James and the Lakers. Yeah. Um, um, elsewhere, yep, elsewhere in the playoffs, the our pick of the Milwaukee Bucks to come out of the Eastern Conference will have a round one matchup uh, with Orlando. And Mike, over on the west side, your Rockets will face the Thunder in the first round, and my pick of the Clippers are going to be playing Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. I'm worried about my pick, by the way. I'm going to say you are. Um, the to the the Thunder have tons of reasons why they want to beat Houston. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm kind of nervous about that one. Yeah, and also the Rockets lost Russell Russ Westbrook as well as he's going to miss the start of the playoffs. They haven't said how many games he's going to miss, uh, but he's probably not going to be available at least for maybe at least the first game, if not the first couple games or more. Um, but Mike, you had a chance to, to change who you were going to play, who I'm you were going to pick. It. Okay. You can't change it now. It's already, it's out there. It's out there. And, um, but I was referring to, you had a chance to change the pick from your preseason pick to your now postseason pick. Mm-hmm. I did not. But yeah, good, 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 good. Um, so, uh, do you see? How, how do you feel about your picks going I, into you know, the I, bubble I, playoff? I feel, I feel good. The Clippers have Montez Harrell back, a good six-man candidate, and they've got a really deep team. Um, and I think Milwaukee's still been a pretty deep team too. So, I mean, I, I, I feel good about the Bucks over the Clippers now. I am going to put this out there, folks. I'm going to say it mm-hmm. here. I'm going to say it now, and I'm going to stand by it. And you can, you folks can yell at me all you want. Rich, I am putting an asterisk on whoever wins this championship. Okay, how so? This is the toughest championship to win. It's a double, double trouble championship. You have no home field advantage. So this asterisk is actually a reverse asterisk. You get double the points for winning Ooh. this one. Oh, okay. So it's not an asterisk that well, it doesn't count. You didn't complete an eighty-two game schedule. You're you're doing it as a it, it counts as more because there's no home court advantage. There's no home court. All the the break like the break hurts you. No matter who you are, the break is going to probably hurt you for this. Um, so you just you're facing all sorts of trouble and stuff like that that you shouldn't have to face and. Hmm. Uh, so because of that, I just I gotta say these guys deserve an asterisk, and not an asterisk that's bad, but an asterisk that that is for the better. And uh, so yeah, we're, I'm gonna give an asterisk to this team, no matter what, to whoever wins. Okay, 
do you have any bold predictions to come out with before the playoffs officially start? The or anything you don't have to. You can say no. It's okay. Honestly, I think I would not be surprised to see the Thunder um, get all the way to the to the uh, champion the the uh, the conference championship. Okay. I don't know if I'm that's gonna bold, take... but okay. I'm gonna take that if the Blazers make it into the make it as the number eight seed, they're gonna beat. They're gonna upset LeBron and the Lakers. In the first, are you saying for a game or the entire first round? First round. Dame Lillard, Damian Lillard is hot. Damian as, Lillard and the Blazers are hot. Almost as hot as that take you just you just made. Yeah, and the and LeBron and the Lakers haven't been playing as well inside the bubble. Yeah, but it's LeBron. Like you think that how many the switch? How, how many times <laughs> have we seen LeBron come into the playoffs and been eh, okay? And then all of a sudden, just light the world on fire. Yeah. No, you can't. I can't go against that. I, I like the. I, I think it's a decent take, and I think it's a scary take because, honestly, I could see it becoming true because we know yeah. that. We'll see what happens. We know um, how fire those guys are right now, and uh, almost as hot as that take, but, you know, I, I like it. I like it. Okay. We'll see. All right. Shift and focus over to the NHL bubble or the secure zone as they call it they have two bubbles um yeah they have, they have two secure zones um last week we said the golden knights and the avalanche would be playing the blackhawks and the coyotes respectively but that was the tentative schedule now we have the official schedules um the golden knights are up 2-0 on the blackhawks i mean i like and... that as my pick but i don't like that as a blackhawks fan that a Blackhawk fan, okay. And uh, Mike, your pick of the Bruins to make it out of the East are tied one to one in their series with the Hurricanes, but they got dealt a little bit of a blow today, as goalie Tuka Rusk decided okay. to opt out of the remainder of the season for COVID reasons and wanting to also be with his family. So they're going to be turning to backup their backup goalie to take them the rest of the way. Do they have emergency goalies in the bubble? You know, I, I think they do have an emergency goalie just like they would in the regular season, but I'm not sure, like, if they could choose to sign a free agent and then have him come into the bubble to focus, to come in as their new backup goalie. So I'm not quite sure how that works, but I'm sure if they did, he'd have to go through the same uh, quarantine protocols before he could start uh, working out and being a part of the team. Hey, Bruins, I have a beard. I'm fat, so I take up a lot of space in front of the net. I'm just saying. And you wouldn't mind a free trip to Toronto? I wouldn't mind going to Toronto. My passport's ready. I can do it. We can do this. Okay. Uh, my pick of the Avalanche are up 2-0 to zero on the Coyotes. And um, on my, my Eastern Conference pick, the Flyers, who got the number one overall seed, thanks to round-robin play, are tied 1-1 one to one in their series with the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. So we'll keep you updated on the bubble as every week as the seasons as the seasons progress there in the NHL and the NBA. Yeah. So Mike, do you see what's coming up next? Um I I might is it a left turn? It is a left turn. You know that there's some right turns this week? There is some right turns cuz we are heading in to the NASCAR corner. 
That's right. The NASCAR corner will be in Daytona, but on a configuration that very few drivers on the circuit have ever driven before. Uh, but first, before we talk about that race, we got to talk about the Michigan doubleheader, Mike. Yep. So Kevin Harvick swept both races, winning the Foxwoods Casino and Consumer Energy 400s. And Mike, you swept as well between the two of us. As in the Foxwoods Casino uh, race, Denny Hamlin, your pick of Denny Hamlin came in sixth. My pick of Joey Lugano came in eighth. And the Sunday race, Consumer Energy, their pick of Kyle Busch came in fourth. My pick of Chase Elliott came in ninth. Yeah. So very nicely done. You're starting to close that gap as it's only 17 to 11 now. Yeah. Hopefully I can With... get a win this week. Yeah. You got four you got four more races to go the road course this week a doubleheader at Dover and then you get the regular Daytona race being the Coke Zero Sugar 400 to close out the regular season. Yeah, so who Rich who you picking this week? I know I have honors but we've already picked so I know you're not picking who I'm picking. I'm not. Uh, so the goal bowling 235 at the Daytona road course it'll be 65 laps today. And uh, whether you have cable or a streaming service, you're going to be able to watch the race this week as it's going to be on NBC. I mean, for once. I don't have NBC up here, so... You don't? No, I, I mean, I have a way to watch it. I'm just... Normally, I don't. Okay. Um, so, on, so, as I said, only very few drivers on the circuit have ever driven the road course configuration. Uh, those folks are Michael McDowell, Clint Boyer and Kyle Busch as yep. they've ran the Rolex 24 at some point during their career. Uh, Kyle Busch, as I think, done it the most recently as he did in this year's Rolex 24. Uh, but I'm going to go with a guy that has a good history of road courses and, have, and has done well on the Bank of America Roval, and I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott is a good pick. But I am going to pick Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Okay. I think Jimmy's a good pick, too. Um, he needs to say, if anything, he, you know he's going to be racing for stage points as he wants to get above, get, get a little bit of a cushion underneath him to stay above the cut line for the playoffs. And um, I think that could be a, like a really good key for a lot of drivers in this race as they're racing for stage points. Yeah. So, um, fun to, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, hopefully you get to watch it today. Um, tomorrow. It's a, it's tomorrow. a Sunday race. Sunday. Race. It's a Sunday race. Yep. Yep. But yeah, I, I'm glad that they're putting in road courses. I'm kind of sad that they're putting in road courses at oval tracks. I kind of wish they would go to some of the other road courses, uh, in the country that we have we have some great ones um but it's fun to see i mean i think the the thing is is that you have to go to places that you know people will come to and will want to come to and then mm -hmm. add on top of it that you can change a little bit of it to make it a little bit yeah. more yeah but but this year has brought in the the interest has brought in kind of like the curveball of covid19 of yeah. trying to do a condensed schedule to where you're not having to travel as much and also going to courses that 
in states that will allow you to race. Yeah. As I think it wasn't it the mayor of New York uh, not wanting to have a race stage there, and that's not that's why they're not in Watkins Glen. Yeah. Uh, this year. Yeah, it's. I like I understand that, and I understand the need. I hope that they can kind of do more of this. I would like to see more road courses, mm-hmm. even if it's inside an oval. Um, those are fun to see. Um, and it makes the guys, I mean, it makes it more more realistic driving because just turning left is not the same as uh, as what they're doing at, in road courses. It's not what you and I do on the roads. Mm. I mean, unless you're superstitious and you make three lefts in, in order to uh, not make right turns or something. Or you're a UPS driver. Is it UPS or FedEx that only makes left turns? UPS only makes right turns. Oh, it's right turns. Okay. Right turns. I know there was one of the services yeah. only did right turns. Yeah, they, they... For efficiency purposes. Yep. And it apparently saves time. But either way, good to see that they're doing that. Uh, we will see how that goes uh, here in the future. And um, hopefully, you know, it'll be it'll be a good time. For efficiency purposes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sorry about that, folks. All right. So, Mike, you really need to keep making left turns, but this time on the baseball diamond. Yeah. Um, so, how'd the Cubs do this week, Rich? Well, the Cubs, it was a short week since the uh, since they couldn't play the Cardinals due to the COVID reasons. So, they only had four games this week from show to show. Uh, and they went three and one. They, uh, they, swept, they swept the mini-series in... In Cleveland, and they so far from show to show, they've split the series against Milwaukee, as they won on Thursday night on Fox and lost last night uh, over on the Marquee Network. So they still got they they they're currently playing right now against Milwaukee, and then they finish up uh they finish up with a Sunday against Milwaukee, and then the Cardinals come in town to do a double to do five games in three days double headers on monday wednesday and then they welcome in the white Sox for a three-game weekend set yeah um it means there's some daytime baseball gonna happen which there there is you're you're gonna get a day game on wednesday wednesday is a 120 game i believe the monday double header is starting at four Ooh, but Remember, folks, these are only seven-inning doubleheaders. Mm-hmm. Seven innings. So, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to be different, but we can make it. It'll work. Yes, I, I believe the they've also designated which games where the Cardinals will be the de facto home team. So, like, in those games, I guess. It, it could be interesting to see do, do the Cubs still wear their home whites or in those games, will they change into having gray, the gray pants on Yeah, for those games. So it'll be interesting to, to watch or listen to since not too many people get the marquee sports network. And, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a challenging week for the Cubs having the juggle around and decide who's going to start the games, I guess. Yeah. And it, and having two double headers this week is really going to kill us on uh, bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally think, especially because it's not even our fault, we should get extra guys on our to to play. Um, I, and I don't mind if the Cardinals do too. But for you, you least... do get extra guys okay. for double headers, you do get an extra player. 
and available on your bench, bench or bullpen, bunch or bullpen guy. I think. Yeah. So you get one extra person for your roster. Personally, I think we need a, a couple of extra people for the roster uh, for the week, and we should get them for the entire week, not just for the <laughs> day. Because it's going to, I mean, yeah, it's going to be tough. We're going to go through our entire rotation, starting pitching, starting pitching rotation in three days. Or you're doing a bullpen game. Or, or you're doing a bullpen or a piggyback game, and with the with the situation that our bullpen is in, that that could be tricky. But I mean, the Cardinals have it worse. As I don't, I mean, they the Cardinals they're screwed up. To play all... the, the Cardinals screwed up. They should forfeit these games. Give the Cubs the wins. And that's not just me. I mean, honestly, the Cardinals admitted that they did things that they weren't supposed to. And speaking of which, we have to go into mm-hmm. the uh, situation going on uh, with with the Indians. Yeah, they did the uh, same thing, getting getting suspended. Honestly, and I don't know if we if we can suspend the entire team or what for the Cardinals, but they should at least forfeit one of these games. Yeah. So the situation in Cleveland was that Zach Plesac, the a young starting pitcher, who's kind of having a kind of a breakout year. Um, broke curfew mm-hmm. in Chicago. He was, he admitted that, I mean, he was just out with friends. They went out to dinner. They went back out. Then they went to one of the friends' houses just to hang out. And he made it back to the hotel after the curfew. So the team suspended him after having a team meeting. And then Mike Clevenger, the, the ace of their staff, also got suspended and uh, put on the restricted list for lying to the team about it because he he i guess was out with uh police act so they no longer they not only got suspended but they actually got optioned out to their minor league training site as well for the time being i honestly think stuff like this i mean the mlb can't really do much because you know the 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 commissioner is pretty toothless in all of this um the the pa that PA should be award should win some award for being the strongest PA and and basically mm-hmm. having baseball over the barrel. No other no other uh, union has as strong of a of a uh, of right to play and and kind of basically make the the commissioner toothless in everything. Yeah. So. So, Mike, if more teams have done or or will do in the future what what the Indians have done to kind of make an example and stop the spread of the virus, could you have seen what happened to the Marlins and the Cardinals prevented? If they if they identified the player that kind of broke protocol or broke unofficial team rules or even official team rules, could that have stopped the entire team from getting infected? Well, especially the, the Mar and, and the Marlins. The first rule is you have to have somebody be willing to be honest, and you have to have somebody willing to basically track them. Like um, the NBA bubble, everybody has a tracker on them. So anywhere you go, if you step outside the bubble, they know about it. So they would have to do something like that in the MLB. Are you going to wear like as a? Personally, I would wear one just because I'd be like, I get to play baseball. You're going to pay me, even if you're paying me minimums, to play baseball. I'll do it. 
Heck, you want to implant it into my butt cheek? Let's do it. I don't know about the implants, but, but at least wearing a trackable device and allowing the team to have, I mean, to have access to see where you're at. But I mean, with the case with Plesak and Clevenger, they just missed a curfew. They, I mean, I don't think the issue with what is what is what they were doing between but, the but time again, that the game ended and the time that they were supposed to be back at the team hotel. They admitted it's, that they were out to dinner with friends. That's not following normal protocol, right? I mean, isn't normal protocol to to kind of isolate yourself and pseudo self quarantine? Mm-hmm. You don't have yeah. to. You don't have to quarantine the whole time, but you got to be somewhat quarantined. So if you're going to do that, I mean, you can't, you can't tell me that they weren't still breaking, like being out after curfew. There's no reason for you to, you get on the bus from Wrigley, go to the team hotel and you stay in your room. That's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do. That's the responsible thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, these teams are staying at, the type of hotels that are going to have a pretty good restaurant probably attached to the hotel to where you know you're going to get good room service or there's plenty of options available to have food delivered in to you as well. Yeah. And you're getting your... And so, I mean, I, I can see it Uber, both ways. We have Uber Eats. They can deliver it to the, to the hotel staff and the hotel staff can bring it up to your room. Like, there's no need for that. Going out with friends... Like, Rich, you know, you know, I love you, man. But if I'm getting paid millions of dollars to play baseball, mm-hmm. truth be told, if I'm in town and you want to get a bite and my options are go get a bite with you or get suspended and lose money or miss time playing baseball, you know what I'm doing, right? I'll see you in September. <laughs> see you, I'll see you in November because I'm going to the playoffs, baby. Yeah, so it's tough. Uh, speaking of the playoffs, Mike, the MB, the MLB is possibly looking at doing the playoffs in a bubble. Format. Yeah. So they've kind of uh, kicked around the idea of looking into two site, two stadium locations like uh, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York. And although it wasn't one that they mentioned, I kind of wouldn't – mean i think that even dallas could be it could be an option as all four of those cities do have three cities sorry have uh two stadiums two major league baseball stadiums within uh within the same city limits i would i would add in phoenix mesa phoenix mesa yeah because 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 of all the minor the spring training facilities that you can stage games at and you you can even argue like half of the teams you if you want to do a double bubble you can do the same thing as the as the national or as the the NHL and you can have one in Phoenix and one in uh Florida yeah that's kind of almost how i was thinking about it you put the american league teams playing in one of the stadium put it playing in one of the cities and then put the national league teams in another to where I think the articles I was reading was saying it might take three ballparks. So if you chose yeah. Chicago, the Chicago area, you probably have to use Milwaukee, Chicago, Chicago. And then if you chose the Los Angeles area, you'd have Angels, Dodgers, and then stage some games down in San Diego, which isn't still that far away yeah. from L.A., but it's it's doable. It's a doable drive. Yeah. 
I honestly think you you put it in. I mean, you have how many baseball stadiums do they have down there in the Phoenix Mesa area in the, where the Cactus Leagues play? Um, at least fifteen. Yeah, fifteen spring training complexes. Yeah, but then it comes down to: Do you want to have? Do the do the teams have an unfair advantage that play at basically a minor league stadium, as it's not going to have the same amenities as the major league stadium up in Phoenix, where the uh, where the Diamondbacks play, except, or could the field dimensions enough, be different? It's good enough for for the 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 facilities in Phoenix Mesa are good enough for um, the guys for spring training, which there's twice as many people on your spring training staff as there are in your daily in, in your postseason staff. Excuse me. You also have way more options for uh, where to play. You can almost have a home field advantage mm. because if the Cubs are playing at Sloan Field, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's their their winter home, if you will, their spring training home. So they basically have a home field there if they're playing. Now, granted, the hard part is not all of the teams in the American League or in the National League have t- have – places down there but if you want to make it work if you want to do it you say okay um i don't the the mets home field will now be one of they're going to use whatever park for the white Sox because the white Sox don't have a or the white Sox are playing didn't make the playoffs yeah didn't make the playoffs or whatever and then you let your guys move in. You let your guys have their stuff, set it up as a basic home field advantage. There's plenty. The they have all the facilities there. They have. They're gonna. Ha- I mean, they have all the facilities for the major leaguers to play there during spring training. It can't be that hard to make them work enough. Sloan Field has uh, TVs get set up uh, enough to to cover it for the marquee network every spring training game that happens there heck they even do some uh interleague stuff that during practices and stuff that they can shoot there so the coverage will be the same um you have way more uh ability to kind of lock it in plus you're not dealing with cold i mean in november do you want to rich i will ask you Mm -hmm. do you want to play baseball in november in new york or Chicago and Chicago or play in Phoenix. I, I'd probably take Phoenix. Because it's gonna be eighty five degrees. It's gonna be comfortable. And it's gonna be more exciting because what comes with hot weather, with warmer weather? All flies out of the park in that thin Beep. air. You get home runs. What do people love to watch on TV? Home runs. Chicks yeah. Chicks dig home runs. Chicks dig the long ball. Get the same right if you're okay, going to try it. You're right. Chicks dig, Chicks the, dig long the long ball. ball. So, yeah. I mean, this to me makes more the most sense. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think going with the spring training locations could make the most sense, but I, I still think they're going to opt for going with a going with a couple of cities, at least for the first round, where you can have three major league ballparks. It, but it does present the problem of, all right, how much time in between games is there going to be so you can get the clubhouse cleaned up and then ready for the next place, next team to come in. Yeah. 
to play the 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 night game portion of their of the season if you have this because like that first round with what eight teams yeah in each league playing games you're almost going to have to play a double header at yep. each at each of the ballparks to get the first round of the playoffs in yeah i totally think that it makes most the most sense to do it in phoenix that's me personally um what's your opinion folks let us know in the comments uh, if you're watching on uh, Facebook, if you're listening on our podcast at any anywhere you can get Google or get podcasts except for I, uh, I or Apple Podcasts because for some reason they still haven't approved us. I don't know why. We're still working on it. Um, sorry, just got a phone call, but I'll ignore it. It's just my sister-in-law. Um, I will call her back when we're done. But anyway. Um, where do you think they should go? Should they go to Phoenix? Let's. We're going to do a second poll question this week, Rich. Okay. We're going to do a sports-related poll question. <gasps> like a real sports-related one. Okay. I'll let you put that one up once we get off the air, Mike. Uh, should they go to spring training or should they go to the major league cities? Major league cities. Okay. That'll be, that'll be your two options. Either the major league cities or the spring training cities. Uh, and I'm not for the bubble playoffs. Yeah, okay. for the bubble playoffs. I I've said my piece. You you've said what you think they're going to do. What do you think they should do? I'm going to go major league ballparks. Okay, that's 100 percent okay. I, that's okay. We we can disagree and still not hate each other because yeah. we're adults, and that's what adults do. Rich, that's right. Um, so big news coming out wow. of college football. Yeah this week as um so the big mid 10 the mac Go well ahead. we gotta start where it started it happened a week okay. ago today before we got on right right as we were on the air i believe if i remember correctly um while we were doing our show last week the mac conference announced uh that they are going to cancel their their football season mm-hmm. and we were like oh okay um, that's yeah, weird. I probably but... had the opinion of, oh, it's just the Mac. But it's just the Mac, yeah. Who cares? And then the Mountain West did it. And we were like, meh, Mountain West, those aren't the major, that's not a major thing. And then Monday happened. Yeah. And Dan Patrick, who reported because he had a legitimate source, someone he trusted, mm-hmm. that the Pac-12 and the Big Ten were canceling. And all Monday, that's all everybody could talk about. But both the Mac Ten and the or the Big Ten and the Pac Twelve said no, 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 no. We have we haven't had our votes yet. We still have to have our official votes. We're not we're not canceling. And then Tuesday they had their meeting and they voted to cancel the season. What are your thoughts, Rich? I'm not the biggest college football fan, but yep. I'm still kind of surprised. I mean, I, I think with the money that was involved with college sports, I, I'm surprised that it wasn't a, we're going to cancel all fall, fall sports except football because yeah. football makes us too much money and we can't have TV contracts and lose that much programming on our, on our conference networks to not have football. I think the biggest thing is going to be, what are they going to do for, like, the amount of revenue they are losing this year because of this? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, college football is a billion-dollar industry, multi-billion-dollar industry. It pays for 80% of all other sports. The final 20% comes from basketball and March Madness. That's it. Everything else yeah. is basically non-revenue. Now, I'm generalizing. Folks, I understand. We live in Iowa. Iowa Iowa wrestling is a gen, is a is a revenue generating sport. But not in Illinois. Not in 90% of the rest of the of the country is is anything but football or basketball a revenue generating sport. That's, that's why right. I mean, that's why when Connect, UConn canceled, we were all like that doesn't make them any money. The thing that makes them money is is uh women's basketball women's basketball and even men's basketball that's your two money generating sports right there everything nobody else cares about anything else in yukon so nobody it wasn't that big of a deal the mac yes the mac most of their money comes from basketball but that's still not i mean it's still not as big as big 10 football because Big Ten football pays for hockey. It pays for soccer. It pays for women's water polo and women's swimming and men's swimming. And everything except for, in in Iowa, wrestling and basketball. Yeah. I mean, so, so I, mean, I was surprised that they did it, but at the same time, unlike the professionals to where an owner can say, you signed this contract, the league has decided we're going to play. If you want to be paid, you need to play. Yep. With the, with the college sports, they're not getting paid. They're getting a free college education, which maybe about three quarters of them maybe don't take as seriously and maybe don't complete, complete the degree program. But, but it's kind of harder to say, well, we don't, we're not going to pay you anything. We're going to continue to give you a housing stipend, pay for training, training, coaching and development and an education. But we still now, but we still want you to compete in, in football. Yeah. It's in, I, I don't think they were in a, it was a, it was a lose, lose situation. Yeah. Either they were going to put the, they were going to have a, a, a mess on their hands of a big coronavirus outbreak happened on on the team on the one sport that actually competed which they could spread throughout the entire campus because the players would still have to go to classes yeah um yeah and, and everything or they or they decide not to play and the school loses money yeah i think now this is the one time i will say that the that the big 10 and the pac 12 made a decision based on their athletes safety and i don't actually Mm -hmm. think that's an accurate statement either um i think it's the perception of their care for the athlete safety whether or not like we're not getting political i'm not gonna do it i'm gonna stop what i was gonna say there because i had some stuff that would kind of get a little too political for where we're at we know coronavirus happens. If it if it happened to these kids, it would be terrible. Whether or not you buy into everything, I don't care. That's not that's not for us to discuss here. Our discussion is 
that it would it is safer for these kids to not have to be in that position and that they made the decision based on that now what the colleges need to do is go virtual to prove that it's about that and not about the perception because if they are doing it live if they're still having in in class uh in classroom setting classes then it will be then it's not about sport then it's not about the safety it's about the perceived safety if that makes sense yeah so what did you think of nebraska and penn state coming out and saying that we still want to play football and we'll go elsewhere to play a fall season i'm surprised i'm surprised iowa didn't um the difference the reason i think iowa didn't is the uh is the investigation and the allegations of misconduct um and intimidation that was being levied against them um whether or not it's accurate whether Ooh. and when you read the report i don't think it's that bad but you know that's neither here nor there um it is if they didn't do this then they would be then the players would see would say hey look at this see we said that we don't don't feel safe here this is more proof of it blah 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 that's why they're not arguing it that's not why they're not Ooh. going elsewhere uh nebraska doesn't surprise me no doesn't I mean, nebraska... surprise me at all yeah, Nebraska has one of the probably the loosest ties to the Big Ten as one of the newer members. And they were part of with, the Pac-12. Along with, they were part of the Big 12. Oh, yeah, the Big 12. Yeah, they Big were, 12, which they, has not announced their plans yet. They were part of the Big 12. I I could see them going back to the Big 12 and saying, hey, guys, we were wrong. Let's, let's get this back together. Going back to their old boyfriend, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, does not surprise me at all. So, so yeah. So uh, so far, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve, the other Power Five conferences, have not announced their official plans yet. I think that at least with the SEC and ACC, they're probably going to wait until the very last minute to probably pull the plug on the fall football season because college football means so much in those regions of the country because a lot of those cities. Much like the Iowa, they don't have professional sports in their area, and college football is their professional football. Well, and even beyond that, um, the SEC and the ACC, those two being Southern and more conservative. Again, this gets slightly political, but they tend to be more conservative areas that are – I'm trying to figure out how to use my words without ticking ticking off our our fan base. Um, they they tend to be slightly denialish about their about the coronavirus, and they fight to Ooh. tend to be slightly more towards the um, let's open things up. Let's we we know what's going on. We understand this disease now. Let's just let's fight it and not and let people get it and all that i guess i don't know okay and so all right so mike okay go ahead finish your statement no i just it doesn't surprise me and i think they will continue and i think um i think they will have that now uh, i think i know where you're going but i'm going to ask this question does does the national championship game still count 
You know, that's what I was just about. That is where I was going to go. I mean, if you have the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, and let's throw in the Mountain West, so you have three conferences, yeah. they play a spring season. And then you have the ACC, SEC, and Big 12 that play all season. Do you have two national champions, potentially? Do you... I mean, I, I think the, the season only... still starts. I think the national championship would still count because of how strong teams are in the ACC and SEC. The I mean, only you argument have... against it. The only one... There's only one team that will have an argument against it. The Ohio State University. Yeah. Everybody Fairly. else... Everybody else can say... Can't... Um, Nobody else in the Big Ten, nobody else in the Pac-12 can really argue against it. Oklahoma, I love them to death. I have friends that they're they're, no, they're Big Twelve, aren't they? They are the Big Twelve. They yes. are Big Twelve, so they're gonna play. As long as you have Big Twelve, ACC, and SEC, the only team outside of those uh, of outside of those that have ever made the playoffs, there's been one. And they made it every time, but it's the Ohio State University, and they're always out in the first round. Yeah, since they've gone to this whole ranking four teams yep. playoff system, yeah, they have been eliminated in the they they haven't won a national championship underneath this new format. So, so, so because of that, I don't think that it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I mean, you, I could, I think if you had to split the season between fall, fall and spring, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that you'll see fall football. I mean, fall, like winter fall, like the typical national championship game format where yeah. they have a tournament and put it on a neutral site. I almost could see it being fully done by the rankings. Yeah. Being done as the rankings, and it's a paper champion this year instead of an actual game to where the, your strength of schedule, your, like your, your eye test will come in a lot as far as to – rightfully determine the national championship or maybe there isn't a national championship crown and you see people talking about maybe doing Alabama what... says hey we're the national champions and yeah exactly what uh what uh what was it southern was it Florida Central Florida Central what Florida. Central Florida did of saying well we were undefeated we were undefeated we're the national championship yep. we're the national champions this year I did... and raising their own banner yeah I don't think that's a, a great way to do it I hope that that's not what happens. I hope what really happens is that I, I hope that we still have the playoffs. Why? Because I think the three conferences still in have teams and have enough to put in the four. Now, if you have if you have it split, let's be honest. Who's the only team left that you think deserves the spring sport or the spring football national championship? Probably the Ohio State. Yeah. That's that's the only reason why I could understand the Ohio State University uh, voting to cancel the season because they know that come if they do or push it, postponing to the spring they know that if they postpone to the spring they're the only ones that are going to get anything out of it. Yeah, or I mean, being and I, I think that the if you push everybody to the spring, then you have a then you have a dilemma on your hands of do the top players that we're going to be declaring for the draft this year do they opt out and decide not to play 
a spring schedule because it's so close to getting on board with I was just NH- make- NFL NFL workouts and getting in front of teams. I was just getting ready to say make those statements because we know 100%, 100% that your top names are not going to play spring football. Why? Because the top names are going to be working out for the combine. They're going to be working out for – they're going to be doing things to get ready mm-hmm. for the draft. And are you willing? Let's go. Let's let's go to a tongue of Iloa. Gets injured this year, right? Wasn't he the one that got? Um, let's go. Let's use a better example because he'll actually be playing college football this year. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm no, here yeah, now. To a last year. To a last, last year. year. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's take this year. If he's playing in. Sp- Bring football, which is going to start in what February? Yeah, you know, it probably would have to start start in February. Yeah. Okay, so they're pr- playing spring football in February. He gets hurt at the beginning of that season, like he did last year. Does he get drafted at all this year? I think you do draft him. I mean, the Dolphins still drafted Tua at number five, knowing that he could, in fact, have a redshirt year. Or be, or but at least know. they're able. At least if if you are, if you know the extent of his injuries, at least you can craft the program, his recovery program, and have better, better oversight under his recovery process. You know this year. You know for a fact that if Tua got hurt in February, there is no way you can use him until next season. Period. Point blank. You know that because. The surgery, the time that it took for his surgery to happen from from the time the surgery happened until he was released to do the workouts was long enough that he got hurt in November in in August last year. Okay. Late August, early September. He didn't he wasn't cleared until two, what, 2 weeks before the combine to do full workouts? Yeah, I think so. And even then, he was only doing light workouts is what everybody was saying. He wasn't doing the full workouts that everybody was expecting him to. So now you're telling me you can't you can't even work this guy out. You're picking him you're you're taking him on not last year which would have been this going on what's going on mm-hmm. right now, but the year before's performance. You don't have a chance to work him out. You don't have any of that stuff and you're telling me you think somebody's going to pick him up like that. Yeah, I think you will. I think you would. Rich, I think you're crazy. I, I might be, cra- but I also don't follow college football. I think you're crazy because you're not going to be able to get – that's not going to help you. You know for the first year. So nobody else is going to pick him up. You know nobody else is going to pick him up. So you could pick him up in the third round, maybe even the fourth round. Probably in the in the fourth round, I would say. He goes down to the fourth round. Now you're to a tongue of Iloa. You went from getting paid to, eh, you might have a chance. But I doubt it. This is why spring sports doesn't work. Or spring football doesn't work. Because if you're Trevor Lawrence, okay, let's go your your argument. Let's say you are Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Not you're not Trevor Lawrence's parents, even though you and I are now closer to the age of Trevor Lawrence's parents than we are to Trevor Lawrence. Not yeah, to, we are. Not to rub that in your face, Rich, but we're getting old. 
I know we are. I know. Okay, but you're Trevor Lawrence. Football starts in February. You have a decision to make. Combine happens in February. Do you want to work out and go to the Combine, or do you want to work out and risk injury in playing for a full season? If the Combine's not being pushed back, if the draft's not being pushed back, and I know I'm not going to come back for my senior year, I'm probably going to sit out and prepare for the draft. I'm not probably. I am 100% sitting out. Why? Because I'm not risking it. Because there's a long time between September and February or March when we have the combine and the draft. There's a long time between those two. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, to start I think in February the... and to be ready for the combine and all of that stuff, you bet your bottom dollar I'm not putting, I'm not risking it. Yeah, I mean, there there have been talks where they have said that the NFL does have it within the collective bargaining agreement that they could push the draft back to June without having to get the approval of the Players Association, but then you're cutting into time that you can put players through rookie mini camp and training camp as well. When did training? When does training camp start? When July. Does, when does rookie training camp start? June. So now you're going to draft a guy and say, hey, you got 10 days to be at our facility here. Sign this contract. Sign this contract. Can't report the or else you can't re- can't report. That could even change your draft strategy on talking with guys before you officially draft them. All right. Do we have the terms of an agreement to where you can come into our offices tomorrow and sign this agreement so you can get in the camp on time? It's not going to work. I don't know. I don't think it would either. So I'm hoping we don't see spring football college football because no, we... no i want spring football because oh, you do because okay. we talked about it last week i'm not talking as spring college stuff. football i'm talking spring do you smell what the rock is cooking football yeah that's the football i want okay so I don't... hopefully we don't have to go that go down the road of college football and then if you do have spring football and all the conferences play spring football and you have top teams, top players, juniors and seniors saying, I'm not playing because I'm, I know I'm going to get drafted. Yep. Not wanting to spring it. Then do you put an asterisk next to that national championship? Because a lot of the teams didn't have their may might not have had their top players or maybe midway through once a lot of the players have had enough tape to show and improve their draft position do they do they go to the coach and say all right turn in their jersey i'm done so um this also gets into other things that we need to we need to discuss uh maybe it'll be a next week thing uh we only got a couple of minutes we got eh, we got about five minutes left before our hour's up so we yeah. I, we can get into it uh are we gonna see college or are we gonna see the nfl yeah that is gonna be a tough one at this point, I'd say yes, but the fact that there's no way that you could do a bubble format with with all the players involved and having to play at home stadiums, it's going to present a problem. Okay, Rich, lay out. I know the reason yeah. why. You know the reason why. But we have to lay, we have to lay out. We have fans that might not understand. So I will lay it out. Rich, how okay, many go ahead. in a baseball team? How many people do you have that travel with you? Probably somewhere between twenty-five and thirty, just just roundabout twenty-five or thirty, maybe we'll thirty, thirty-five with all the support staff. Let's we'll say thirty-five with support staff. Sure. 
How many people do you have in a basketball team? Probably about active roster, probably about 12. So maybe about 20, 20 to 25 for the traveling party. How many do you have on a football team? Oh, about twice as many of that. Twice you as have, many as that. You have 56-man rosters, people. 56 men. That's twice what basketball has on their entire staff traveling with them. That is twice the roster for the baseball team. More than twice for the baseball team. For the active rosters. Now, that doesn't include trainers, which you have to have more trainers because for every Mm -hmm. one or two guys, you for every, what, we'll say even ten guys, you have to have a trainer. So now I have to have twice as many trainers. That's number two. Then you have the coaches. Each position has a coach. So now baseball has you may you may bring a hitting coach you might bring your hitting coach, your bench coach, and your pitching coach and your general manager. Right? And then some training. And staff. your base coaches. Oh, and, and your, your base, base coaches. coaches. But a lot of times your base coaches, your bench coach and and one of your base coaches can can intertwine and be the same guy. But yeah, you might have three, four coaches. They have a quarterback coach that has to travel with them because that's how your head coach communicates with your quarterback in game. They don't, most of the time, they don't direct communication. Your quarterback coach has a headset on and he listens to the head coach with the notes that he has for the quarterback and the wide receivers coach and the running back coach and the line coach and the tight end coach and the, there's a dozen different coaches. And that, that doesn't even count the strength and conditioning coaches, the the nutritionists, the trainers, the CTE person, all of that. You're never going to have enough people. You're going to have to travel with 100 to 150 people minimum. This is why the this is why the Big 10, the Pac-12 and the Mountain West canceled. Why? Because they could there is they would the staff that has to travel with them is probably 100 people. And to quarantine that many people while also trying to have on-campus classes and still quarantine your guys so you can Mm -hmm. keep safety, it doesn't work. So is that – but – so you've answered the question on why you had to cancel college football. So will that cause the NFL – to cancel or push back, push things so, back. So this is why we can't have an actual bubble because we can't go to somewhere and bring 20,000, 30,000, 40,000 people. You'd be hard pressed to try and to try and pull it off just with playoff teams. Once the playoffs roll around in January. Yep. You're not going to be able to do that in NFL, but most NFL teams are much more strict on with their guys to where you are here seven days a week. You are ours seven days a week. You don't get a day off. You may get a day off, but you're but you're expected mm-hmm. to behave in a way. And they have rules in place that out that the I mean they have rules that allow the commissioner to basically say I'm going to suspend you for my discretion because you hurt the brand of the NFL. That is a rule. Whether that brand is you broke you broke coronavirus protocols, or whether that is you beat your wife, 
they have rules in place that the commissioner can say, I don't care. You And, and there's no real challenge that you can do to it. It's been upheld time and time again. They say, oh, we're going to fight this. Okay, you can fight it, but how often does that win, Rich? Not too often, or you're not seeing the punishment adjusted all that much when they do when they do win a grievance. Yep. So that's why the NFL is not going to have the same issues as the uh, – why they can – they even though they don't do a bubble, they won't have as, prob- as big of a problem – as the MLB, because the MLB, the Players Association owns the MLB, as opposed to uh, football, where the commissioner owns everybody. So, yes, I think we're going to have NFL season. Um, I think it's going to look a little weird, but I mean, the NFL. Yes, part of the fun is getting to see the crowd and all that stuff, and seeing your John six three three sixteens and all that stuff, but. I don't think that's going to get affected as much. We'll still have football. Uh, it's f- Football is a $10 billion a year industry. We're going to lose some money on, on what's going on with the, uh, with the coronavirus and nobody being in the stands, but you're still going to be fine. It'll be fine. So, okay, Rich. Talked a lot about a lot of things. How you doing? Mm-hmm. You ready? Are you good to go? You got anything else yeah. you need to cover? No, we're good to go. We hit all our points today. Um, so thanks for tuning in and uh, listening to the show. Make sure to like and uh, like and uh, comment on the podcast, either on the Facebook or through wherever you ended up listening to our podcast today. Thanks for reminding me. Folks, uh, we are on every, all the major uh, podcast spots except for um, Apple podcast hopefully this week i will have some time uh to um relax and and maybe work on that i know that sounds weird that i'm working on something that that intensive but to me that's a little relaxing hopefully we get that done um and then next week uh we can tell you we're on everything so all the major ones um check us out at uh google uh yes you're gonna see another post this week about another spot you can find us if you're looking for us uh thanks a lot folks uh god bless we will see you next week and uh let me roll that uh outro music stuff that i got going on